Hmm, a Mandalorian episode this is. Welcome back to Film on the Rocks. This is a very fun drink-along. I'm Brucker. And I'm Nate. And today... We are celebrating the second season of The Mandalorian, probably my favorite Star Wars thing to come out of Disney purchasing Lucasfilm. We are celebrating by doing a drink-along for a episode from season one. We had a Twitter poll, and this was the episode that won. It is episode one from season one, The Mandalorian, and I'm actually super pumped that this was the episode that won the poll. I'm really excited to do this. Yeah, seriously. The people could not have chosen a better episode. Thank you, everybody that participated in the Twitter poll and also people listening. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, This is, again, we're kind of doing this to celebrate season two and also to promote our patreon sideshow that we will have going on we will have weekly reaction episodes to each episode of season two of the mandalorian on our patreon at patreon.com slash fill in the rocks that will be available where everything else is available at the two dollar level i also want to plug that if you enjoy this commentary format we do have a scream uh, commentary track on there for the movie scream and uh it was mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun so even if you're a freak like me you watch scream once a month you could definitely watch <laughs> that out of season out of uh october but um i'm super excited to sit down and watch the mandalorian the, the episode one is in my top three of like favorite episodes from the first season yeah i think it i mean it really is it's it's pretty much number one for me uh pretty clear as day um just <laughs> Kind of going off the whole, like, the whole drink-along thing. This, so we're doing, like, the Disney Plus group watch thing, right? Mm-hmm. And this kind of just, I feel like, or do you feel like you're at the movies a little bit? Because I, I kind of do. You might not, but. I don't know if I feel like I'm at the movies, but, like, I'm just jazzed because this is the first time I'm able to watch, like, Star Wars with a buddy. Mm-hmm. And since the last time I did this was when I went to go see the The Last Jedi in theaters. And you missed out on it, man. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Brooker, Brooker and I are in a, I guess now defunct Star Wars book club. <laughs> it's yes. just a little bit, a little bit inactive these days. Yeah. Um, but we had all planned to watch Last Jedi together, and with uh, two of our other friends, and I couldn't make it. But you guys had fun, right? Oh yeah, yeah, we had, yeah we had fun, and it wasn't like it wasn't any of our first time watching. It was all of our second viewings, so mm-hmm. it was just you know we got lunch afterwards, a lot of fun. But yeah, so I'm really excited to do this. Like watching, it's, uh, thank you Disney Plus for adding this group watch feature. That's really cool. It's kind of like Netflix Party, but um, mm-hmm. we are what time code are we paused at, Nate? You're the one that's uh, um, in command. We're at we're at four seconds right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're paused at Lucas- four seconds. Four seconds, the Lucasfilm logo is about to start fading in. We can kind of see some glow. So, God, I just get so excited seeing that uh, Lucasfilm logo fade in. Mm. Uh, we've been staring at this logo for like the last like 15 minutes, and I've just been kind of like all <laughs> revved up and ready to, to get this going. I'm so excited. Uh, oh, so, cool. we haven't pressed play yet. We will do like a countdown and let you know so you have time to get synced up. Um, we will be going, we will kind of go over some drinking rules. But beforehand, I kind of also want to say that something really fun that we got going on the Patreon sideshow for this is that we have 
we have a couple wagers going on for season two. Um, what were those bets? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> made some pretty bad bets on my end, uh, personally. But so Brucker's bet was, will we see a lightsaber um, at all during season two, not including the dark saber? So it can be a Jedi lightsaber. It could be a Sith lightsaber. Um, I said yes, but during the final episode. Brucker said literally any other episode. So we drew a line. <laughs> <laughs> that was the over under. <laughs> that was the over under. Uh, so I kind of just backed myself into a corner right there. So the loser has to uh, either shotgun a beer or uh, take shots. And they both have to occur for the Instagram story, for our, the FOTR podcast Instagram story. Uh, so I'm kind of screwed there. My <laughs> bet was who will show up first, um, Ahsoka or Boba Fett, uh, assuming they're both in the show. And I'm actually I'm glad with how this turned out because you think Ahsoka and I think Boba Fett's going to be the first one we see. I and the ground rules. Ahsoka. I think it's going to be Ahsoka, <laughs> dude. Dude, I really don't think so. I really think we're going to see Boba Fett at least like by the second episode, to be honest. Mm, um, okay. But the ground rules are that we have to see their face. So, like, there's the whole. <laughs> it could be Boba Fett's armor, but we have to confirm it's Boba Fett inside because there's the whole um, Cobb Vanth possibility where he's like the sheriff of Tatooine, but wearing Boba Fett's armor. So that's when we put in the rule, this can be like retroactively applied uh, if we're unsure. So we can see Boba Fett, but we have to like confirm that it is in fact him. Like we have to have a helmet removal or at least someone saying his name, right? Yeah, I, well, I think my biggest thing was that like, it's not like a cliffhanger at like the end of an episode. Like you just see someone's boot, like, oh, that was definitely Boba Fett's boot. So that counts as winning the weight <laughs> wager. It was yeah. more of like if we see like Boba Fett like you know full armor or whatever like I'll I will admit defeat to that. So that was, I was <laughs> I was kind of wanting to avoid that situation like oh we saw his like cloak or whatever like his cape like that's it and that like counts like no dude we got to see the whole thing because that could be someone else. So because mm-hmm. remember okay. at the end of episode five from season one everybody thought that that mysterious character could have been Boba Fett. I still think it is just because we no it, okay we're, we were going to argue but whatever so. Uh, <laughs> um so yeah so those are kind of like our ground rules that's gonna be a lot of fun we'll be updating that uh, each episode on there um one last the loser the loser terms are the same rules by the way yes for this bet for that bet yeah yeah the this every the same stakes um before one last quick memo before we get to the drinking rules and then click play um i want to give a shout out to ethan thank you ethan for joining the patreon Woo! Uh, what up (laughs) Ethan's a super cool guy. He also has a podcast called the Uncultured Opinions Podcast. Um, I recommend people go check them out. Uh, they're very funny guys that kind of just like kind of rag on each other. It, I kind of love that sort of type of humor. So thank you, Ethan, for joining the Patreon. Um, yeah, seriously. Bienvenidos. And shout out to Katie, by the way, who's been there since like day one. So sh- <laughs> shout out all the patrons. Um, all right, Nate. So drinking rules. I actually have a lot for this episode. Um, just because, like, it's a TV show. There's a lot of, like... I mean, this specific episode is... There's a lot of, like, lols, like, good lols, but there's a lot of lols in this episode. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to, like, cheat a little bit. So here are all the rules I came up with. Whenever Mando or Mandalorian is said, um, whenever we see the tracking fobs or the pucks, <laughs> whenever the word bounty is said... 
this is this comes up a bunch is always like partnered with like bounty pucks or a bounty bounty hunter or something like that <laughs> i have this is for specifically the last segment of the episode but is when ig11 keeps saying uh self-destruct i have spoken and i also have this is like a very star wars specific rule but i love this i wanted to come up with a rule that was like in the world and so whenever we see the doors like open up on themselves take a drink because that's like a very like star wars because nobody you never see any, anybody open a door in star wars is always they just like just like slide slide open or slide close so yeah those are my drinking rules i'm gonna be playing with i'm gonna be playing with all of those actually so <laughs> okay <laughs> well damn so we pretty much had the same rules i definitely did not have nearly as many as you i actually had three <laughs> so location fob every time we hear mando or mandalorian and then um i actually had one in there for cuteness whenever something's cute and is there cute stuff in this first episode i think this episode's kind of dark just at the end just at okay. the end hmm okay how about how about this one every time an individual shoots not like for every single bullet but like whenever like a person's basically drink for every time someone starts shooting but okay. not for every bullet okay so you're kind of gonna get blasted at the end <laughs> literally and figuratively oh. you're so clever um so <laughs> <laughs> all righty yeah so those will be drinking rules i'm drinking sam adams oktoberfest tonight mm-hmm. i've got a little bit i've got this little cute little can and some manhattan so i'm drinking a little, little bit of liquor tonight i'll say that <laughs> nice uh just want to remind people if you are doing these drinking rules with us uh to please drink responsibly if you plan on going somewhere afterwards please get like a lift an uber or like have a friend drive you or just stay where you're at that's the safest thing just kind of mm-hmm. want to give it a little psa to drink responsibly and make sure you got some food on you um but yeah i'm really excited to go ahead and do this i'm so jazzed dude um <laughs> any other final like final thoughts or whatever before we start watching mm. No, I'm just super pumped for season two. It's coming out on Friday. <laughs> Alrighty. Just as a reminder, we are at time code 004. We got four seconds in. And Nate's, whenever you're ready, count us down. All right. I'm gonna, so I'm going to go three, two, one, go. And on go, press play. <clears throat> All right. Three, two, one, go. Gosh, like I said, I love that logo. I did I like, like this. I like this little thing Disney did with mm-hmm. like all the all the faces we see. Do you think that sound is the? Oh yeah, it's definitely the tracking fob. It's the fob, yeah. Gosh, oh, I love this. This is a different beginning. We don't start with music, right? Yeah, and I love that it is a literal cold open. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> it, yeah. It's I, I love like these cold like these ice planets that we get. And this is, I think this is like one reason why I love this episode. Jesus. I love how they're talking about cutting somebody up and selling their body parts mm-hmm. in a cantina. It's not even like they're hiding it. And I think it's like his genitals they're talking about. I think I'm talking about his glands for, well, I mean, I guess those could be genitals. I <laughs> oh, love that. Yeah, this music is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. Arguably, some of the best Star Wars music 
Mm-hmm. I love all the different species we get to see. It's very like reminiscent of the cantina on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Oh, that door opened by itself. I want to take a drink. <laughs> Mando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It, I know it's not supposed to, but this scene always kind of reminded me of Terminator 2. When Arnie walks into the bar, he's like, I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. I know it's not the same, but I get that same feel of just, oh shit, this dude's not to be messed with. Oh, that should be a drinking rule every time they say Beskar. Mm-hmm. Off the bat, this dude means fucking business. I love it. Oh, door opened. And here comes the best door close. Oh. His buddy definitely got, like, the better end of that deal. He just got his arm broken. <laughs> right. Bro just got Darth Mauled. <laughs> So they got Horatio Sands for this from SNL, and I think he's so underutilized. It's insane. I saw that he's going to be in season two. I don't know if it's like a big part or a small part, but he's in the second season. Is that in like a new, that's in a new trailer? Mm -hmm. I don't think I've seen the, I don't think I've seen the second trailer. And that's a bounty punk. Bounty punk, go and take a drink. I do love the design of of him. Uh, he his head just looks like a gusher to me. I kind of like it. <laughs> Mithril, I think his name is. I don't know if that's his name or like his species, but mm. he's listed on IMDb as Mithril. Okay. This kind of looks like Jakku, honestly, but like snow version. Oh yeah, with how it's all spread out and it's just like one little settlement. I honestly like this planet a lot. Like, I would have liked, I would not have mind if we just like stayed on this planet a little bit more. To be honest, yeah. so this little scene reminds me of like Greek mythology, uh, where you have to bring like two coins to the guy at the river sticks to cross it mm. to go like to the underworld, which is, I mean, kind of like what he's doing. Hmm kind of like what he's doing for the the mithril like uh like the underworld meaning like um like the bounty hunter bounty hunter underworld type of thing mm. <laughs> i love how the droid gets the nice car <laughs> and he gets yeah. like this like rundown piece of shit i also just love like the you know the little nods that they gave to like luke speeder from a new hope with these mm-hmm. two. Mm. Is that like their like like toilet waste what he was talking about? They dumped their something. I don't know. Yeah. I am I have such 
a hard on for the Razor Crest. I love this ship. I think it's so mm-hmm. cool. <laughs> I thought it was like a one of those the clone era mm-hmm. one of the gunships, and I was like, oh fuck, is this dude like a clone? Uh, that like lived on. Obviously not, but yeah. It just looks so cool. Like I'm not like a car guy or anything like that, but I've always like had in a, a fascination with all the ships that we get in Star Wars, and this is mm-hmm. like up there for me. I love this, even though like it just looks so bulky, not like real sleek or anything, but it's just cool. Yeah. Oh, that was badass. I love the little sound too. It's like very Cloverfield. Hmm. And I love how like they have they haven't even shown Mandalorian to react to this yet. We're just seeing the freak out of him. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that looks so good. <laughs> He's like a mix between that giant fish thing in Jurassic World. <laughs> oh, and like a sea lion or something. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of like that fish serpent thing from the Phantom Menace that like latches onto the little like scuba ship that Qui Gon, Obi Wan, and uh, oh yeah, where he's like, Jar-Jar's. there's always a bigger fish. That yeah, scene. it kind of like reminds me of that, but like meaner. Gosh, this is so awesome, and the music is so gosh. <laughs> He's freaking I don't out. think I've ever noticed that. Yeah. Can I just say that it's really weird seeing Mando without without him being decked out in Beskar, just because we get yeah. that for like the rest of the season almost. It's kind of weird. He gets his armor so quick too. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be more of like a progression. Almost. Yeah, I didn't think it would happen until the last last episode. Mm-hmm. I wonder how many like things he's heard, like everything he's been offered. Because you know they're all, they're always they gotta be like pleading so much. Mm-hmm. It's interesting That's... that he doesn't have like a cell that he just throws him in. He just throws him in the shotgun. It almost tells me he's got like a huge reputation where like they know like they're dead if they try anything. You know what I mean? Mm, That's a good point. I guess Mithril is his species. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back tube. <laughs> I love the Star Wars language for like human. Yeah, like you can't things. say toilet. Mm-hmm. In the books, they call coffee calf. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. Is this the first toilet we've seen in Star Wars? I think it is. It looks disgusting. Did you look inside of it? Uh, no. You think you think it stinks? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it does. This ship looks like it stinks, like musty. Yeah. Plus, you know how like sweaty he's got to get in that suit and everything. Ugh, yeah. So does that mean that like his species just doesn't shit for like 
weeks on end. <laughs> I guess it also means he doesn't have to eat much, right? I guess so. Frito. <laughs> Gosh, I just love this. Because it's like kind of scary. It's kind of like a horror movie where like... Mm-hmm. Like you you over to somebody's house, you think it's all safe, then you find all the bodies in the basement. And you're like, oh shit! Oh, and Mando's just behind him. Yeah, very Michael Myers. <laughs> Gosh, frozen carbonite in the first episode. Let's go. Oh, so good. I'm really excited for Carl Weathers to come into this. He's, I love his character. Mando! <laughs> so, so far, like, you know, watching this episode, especially, like, the first time I watched it, I was, like, kind of shocked at, like, how cold the tone was. Like, it's a pretty mm-hmm. serious tone. It's, like, very different from some of the other Star Wars properties that, like, we've seen. Yeah, I mean, it definitely feels like the original trilogy with how, like, gritty and dirty it uh, it was, Mm -hmm. which I guess kind of plays to the whole era. And I know people complain about that with, like, the prequels and stuff, but, like, they kind of refer to the prequels in the original trilogy as, like, a more civilized time, so you kind of would expect things to be a little bit more shiny, a little nicer. Mm -hmm. So I never got that complaint. But Yeah, I agree. But it was efficient. My God. (laughs) Gonna be drinking for that. There should be a drinking rule for every time there's another like alien language. Oh, that is a good rule. I'm gonna start doing that. <laughs> I love just how quickly he folds. <laughs> Save the theatrics. That's bullshit. He pays him half. Amanda doesn't even take the like. Im- Imperial credits. Oh, apparently they're useless. But I could see them still being used here. Oh, yeah. Such great. And I love how the, like, there was no music for that little scene with the, the bounties coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drink for all these pucks. He's like, don't be so greedy. <laughs> oh, he said bounty. Yep. Gosh. I know this isn't like fun, but it's kind of interesting to see the whole like economic depression that the galaxy's going through like without the empire despite how like bad it was you know what i mean mm-hmm. it kind of like shows how it definitely with the empire being taken out that there was a definite void that needed to be filled mm-hmm. and it was kind of like a race between the republic and the like, i guess what led to be the first order yeah 
and also just kind of like all like the discrepancies of like the currency it's just you know great job doing like world building in this yeah seriously look at a homeless person like even like homeless people in star wars don't look normal like (laughs) (laughs) she had like the oculus on Mm -hmm. and we get like this mushroom looking dude Yeah, this place just seems so, like, cold and, like, forgotten. Mm-hmm. Watch out, Pinky. <laughs> love that. <laughs> and I love, like, seeing little, like, stuff like that, like, nods to Jabba's palace. All the little nods to everything, man. Like, they feel they're <sighs> so much fan service, but it's done, like, very tastefully, you know? Oh, totally agree. And I am on my second beer. I got this thing filled up. <laughs> Holy shit. Not all the way. <laughs> oh my god, I was gonna say that's that was a huge container you have. I love that the like these stormtroopers look like they've been through hell. Like they mm-hmm. like they look like they're malnourished just because like the armor's loose. Loose, it's a little broken, a little torn up. Yeah. It's almost like these these people weren't actually stormtroopers, but like they're now kind of just being hired by the remnants of the Empire. <laughs> Who's the nerd? <laughs> oh, he's holding a fob. This doctor is a character that I wish that we got more time with mm-hmm. because, you know, the whole like potential ties he has to Camino Camino. Yeah. I hope that we see Camino in the second I think, season. I think we'll see more of this doctor cause he lives in this. It'll be really cool. I, I, I just want like a little bit more backstory about like how he got involved in all this. And, you know, like, you know, obviously I think we're trying to clone baby Yoda, but, I just mm-hmm. I just want more. Yeah. I think Giancarlo Esposito's character, Gideon, Moff Gideon, is definitely going to give us something because he just explains everything, and I love it. Mm. Talking about the, the stormtroopers real quick, look how, like, slouchy they are. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, pristine, like, they, when they were the in the, like, Imperial Army. And they just remind me of, like, like if you ever watch like military movies, you'll see like the army mercenaries, like contract killers who are like former soldiers. Now they've got like big beards and backwards mm-hmm. hats. That's what they remind me of. Yeah. I love this. It's it's like the definite like difference between like this the curiosity of the scientist wanting to preserve everything and mm-hmm. you know the the client just just get the fucking job done they don't understand like the full grasp of it mm-hmm. and like what goes into it yeah that's such a cool way to uh c- give that information to the audience the last four digits it gives you this idea of there's this whole code system mm-hmm. and it's not just random like id tags it's like everything structure to it yeah 
-hmm. Also, this is the least helpful information, especially for this type of species that he's after. That doesn't look 50. Yeah, seriously. Oh, door opened. I probably missed a couple. God, dude, in this music. Oh, I love it. I'm going to be saying that all episode, but it's <laughs> really so good. See, this is oh, fucking this is dark. So dark. This is so dark. And I, Buddy. I did like laugh my ass off the first time I saw that, just out <laughs> of like, I don't know how it's, my body doesn't know how to like respond. This was this this part this sequence is so cool seeing all mm -hmm. the other Mandalorians. I heard a theory dude, almost, where that's Boba Fett. Yeah, dude, I almost flipped my shit when I saw that because I thought it too. Yeah, I I, I thought that too. Yeah, that was something. No, that one. <laughs> the one was like the green cape. Yeah, yeah, they all look like. <laughs> a a theory that i heard was that uh the reason why the mandalores like don't remove their helmets like particularly in this time is so that way they can like hide their numbers so that way like people can keep track of like and that's why they only let like one or two come out at a time for uh like bounties for the guild so like and that's why they don't take off their helmets just, like hide their numbers so that way they stay underground people don't like really get how many that, that that are down there in case they need to i don't know fight or something i wonder if they have like new fighting tactics like gorilla style mm. um because i know they used to have big numbers so they've kind of evolved i love the nonverbal communication So cool. It's interesting that there's been so many purges in Star Wars. Yeah. I remember I was so confused on what a signet was the first time I saw this. Mm hmm. I don't think I found out until they actually gave him one. Yeah, like the I think one. the third episode is when that happens. I love how they intercut this to just give, like, to basically just give his backstory. Mm -hmm. Oh, every time she, like, mm -hmm. hits the hammer. Yeah. Dave Filoni's really good with storytelling. Like, you know, there's some things you tell, some things you show, and this is just, like, a great way to just, like, show exposition. I say that as they like, just tell that. One thing I will say is that this little, uh, like, cut scene that we get of, you know, his family, they do show that a little too much in, like, the next few episodes. 
I remember that we just see that a lot. Yeah, and it kind of wasn't really that big of a story, in my opinion. Yeah. It was more of a, like, this is what happened type of thing. Yeah, definitely. I really hope that we figure out how these tracking fobs work. Yeah, like, that whole thing is still very confusing. Like, if it's, like tied to their genetic code or something or yeah it, it it makes me think that all these people were once incarcerated so they just got shipped and it makes me think that baby yoda was in prison at some point yeah i mean we see in like the clone wars tv shows that uh darth sidious at one point kidnaps a bunch of padawans oh so i'm assuming like this might have something to do with it i'm sure he was one of the captured right yeah yeah, that would make sense. I apologize if you hear the train going in the background. Tracking fob. You know, this whole series really didn't turn out how I thought it was going to, honestly. I had no expectations. I went into it just like... I have no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. What were you expecting? I didn't think he'd be a good guy. Oh, really? Um, yeah. No. You thought he'd be more of like an anti-hero? Exactly. Yeah. I thought he was going to be heartless. I really thought he was going to make the shot at the end. Oh, I remember I geeked out when I saw the flames <laughs> right there. I just I love this getting introduced to more creatures these mm-hmm. like weird piranha looking things <laughs> they're like piranha frog tadpoles <laughs> this character is interesting mm-hmm. oh he said bounty get take a drink oh for those who don't know, like, where this species has been seen before, we saw it in episode five. They were the ones working on uh, Bespin mm-hmm. when they froze uh, Han Solo and Carbonite. Mm-hmm. Aren't they called Ugnaughts? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's so many huts in Star Wars. Like Yoda lived in a hut. This guy lives in a hut. There's Jabba the Hut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a lot of huts. That was funny. Okay, his head is massive, like proportionally to his body. <laughs> Especially when he stands up, is very obvious. He's a smart guy. <laughs> All that blurred detail. knowledge. <laughs> I have spoken. Yep. I will say that, okay, I don't dislike this, 
but I'm also like like this like whole like training to ride the blurg th- blurg thing. I probably could have done without it, but like I don't hate it. Yeah, I think they're just kind of really harping on the whole cowboy thing, where it's like you got to tame your Mustang. You know what I mean? Okay, that makes sense. It it just kind of like came off to me as like, all right, they're trying to like pad the run runtime a little bit. But I mean, again, I don't hate it. I guess it's. Well, cool they also to... kind of use it. Go ahead. I was gonna say, it's, I guess it's kind of cool to see him fail at something at first. Yeah. Well, they kind of use it to tie in that whole Mandalorian lore, like right here. Mm, very true. The creature. I wonder how much that like made him feel insecure because you know we we find out he's not like a true mandalorian like he's not from Mm -hmm. mandalore he was a foundling and he wants to be indoctrinated into this culture so badly so i wonder if that like made him feel insecure that like maybe that was like something he didn't know about like ancestor mandalores that they wrote the mythosaurs Mm -hmm. and that was probably like the motivation he needed yeah I kind of have a feeling we're going to see a mythosaur at some point, like later in the series, and that this was all like allusion to it. Mm. Um, so I like, assumed I mean, that they were like an extinct thing. I don't know that for a fact. But. I think they are. I think they are. But my thoughts are that because like Dave Filoni's in this, he also made the show called Avatar The Last Airbender. And uh, in the show, there's like this firebender, Zuko, and there's all this talk about like the dragons and the dragons going extinct. And then at some point in the show, like he loses his firebending ability and he like relearns it from dragons that appear um, and were thought to be extinct at this point. Hmm. So I feel like this was kind of like Dave Filoni's influence right here where it's like, we're going to see that mythosaur, uh, but not for a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. And that him, like, kind of going through this little trial and tribulation was training for that, like, eventual outcome, him writing the myth- mythosaur. Oh. Oh, and then, like, we'll definitely hear, like, Quill's, like, voice in his head during that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will be good. That will be, like, a good payoff from going all the way back to the beginning of the series. Yeah, that will be, that'll be <laughs> yeah. like, a really good payoff. Yeah. This is so interesting because like apparently these guys have been here for a while bunkered down it just like adds to the mystery of like where baby yoda's from and everything like who who is in possession of him or her right now i kind of had this hmm i don't know I'm i feel like that I have spoken. There you go. Obviously, obviously, there's hired help. I think that somebody is definitely involved in like the whole hiring of this crew to to protect Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Um, have you have you seen Tombstone before? I haven't, but I know that's a movie my dad had on all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, this this looks a lot like Tombstone, where they have like this big showdown at this big uh, like like estate fort. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
This looks a lot like it. That's interesting that he's able to put the telescope just like anywhere on his like visor, like on his helmet, and he just mm-hmm. sees it. Because it looked like he put it like right in the middle of the T, like previously. Yeah. I kind of hope that we get IG-11 back. Like, his, like, memories are put into, like, a different droid. Because he was really funny. Oh, yeah. I was hoping that we would get, like, a more of, like, a buddy cop thing with them, too. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it's so cool seeing, like, the... How, like, the mechanics of how this droid works. Like, it's all just, like, <laughs> rotations around, you know, there's, like, a central axis. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. God, he shoots <laughs> shoots first, ask questions later. Oh, that's a fob. So what's funny is I thought that this guy named Jermaine Clement uh, voiced this character, but it's actually Taika Waititi, who's one of the directors of Mandalorian. Yeah, that's so um, fun. But they're, they're like best friends. Uh, <laughs> so I was close. <laughs> This is acceptable. I love it. I love him trying to negotiate with this robot. <laughs> and he's just so practical. I have a big theory about the whole thing. I didn't want to share too much because I knew we were getting into the scene. But remind me to share it later. Okay. About like all these characters guarding him. Gosh, dude, this is like the scene that will, like will light you up if you're playing by your rule with like the for every person you see with <laughs> a blaster. That was the boom, idea. Boom, 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 boom. I do remember, like, me, you, and, like, the rest of, like, the Star Wars Book Club group chat just, like, freaking out about this scene. Mm-hmm. I think I was at work. I was, I, like, went on my lunch break to watch this. And I was just sitting there in my cube just, like, screaming. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. This part, God. I, see, I just love the rotations, like. His eyes, his arms, his legs, they all just rotate around each other. I love that at the end. The shooting up without looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gosh. And the, the, this, gosh, I love this show. It just feels like a video game, but I mean that in, like, in, like, in a compliment. Like It just feels like a fun video game that I want to play. Mm-hmm. So there is a video game. Have you heard of Shadows of the Empire? Oh, I've heard of it. It's an old like Nintendo 64 game. And one level you face off against IG-88, who's like the known bounty hunter that's the same type of robot as IG-11. And it is fucking impossible. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the hardest level in the game. Um, so you can experience this. <laughs> oh, shit. That kind of reminds me like what we just saw with him trying to hotwire the... The door while being shot. That kind of reminds me of uh, Han and Leia when they tried to do that on Endor in Return of the Jedi. Oh, yeah. Good catch. And then R2 gets lit the fuck up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Self-destruct. Yeah. Gosh, every time he says that, take a drink, folks. <laughs> God, great humor. Yeah, it's basically like, here. here's the... Here's the big boss. Stop. 
Oh, damn. Gosh, I love it whenever he uses his gadgets. Mm-hmm. That would be a good drinking rule. Yeah, this was the part where I was like losing my mind. The, the first time I saw this. Just oof. And it's like floating. God, everything floats in Star Wars. Gosh, it's so cool. It's like all like the little tiny details. Like everything that they can do that's abnormal, they'll like add that in. Mm-hmm. I guess something we haven't talked about is his, like, prejudice against droids. Mm-hmm. I feel like they did a good job at, like, kind of, like, putting little breadcrumbs for, for that throughout this episode. Yeah. And, like, the payoff at the end where he kind of, like, empathizes with the IG-11 unit. Mm-hmm. Especially, yeah. you know, coming... It, it's, like, you know, referencing back to the first episode where he had issues with that same exact IG droid. Yeah, from like the Clone Wars and the the Separatist droids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, get fucking wrecked. That dude got lit <laughs> up. <laughs> I I do wish that we got some sort of hint. Maybe I'm missing a hint, but of like who this this bunker like belong to. I'll share my theory. Okay. Because, and, like, again, like it looks just, like, hidden. Like, it just looks like it's just part of, like, I don't know, like, like the furniture that they don't care to use right now. So they're just, like, putting it to the side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> looks like my apartment. It's got just, like, random blankets <laughs> draped everywhere. That's my girlfriend's doing. <laughs> This was such a good reveal. This was yeah. such a twist. Like I did not like expect a baby Yoda species to pop up no. at all. We didn't see it at all in the trailers. No, they did. I'm surprised that this wasn't leaked. They did a great job with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, were you faked out by that the first time? I you was. Saw this? Okay, I, I, was I thought he shot him, and I was like, "Damn, he's fucking cold." Yeah, I was like, oh shit, I fucking love him. <laughs> it's like badass. This. Dude, I remember you were texting the group going, dude, the the little pod thing is floating. He's making it float. And then we learn it like right it off just the bat. Does. <laughs> it yeah. just floats. Yeah. <laughs> it's I was... very much like that painting. Um in the Sistine Chapel, is that what you're about to say? No, oh, I didn't even think about that. No, but yeah, that's like a good point. Touching the finger of God, yeah. I just wanted to add, I love all of like the artwork that they show during the credits. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Like I always watch them. But you think this, that looks like Maz Kanata right there? By the way, oh, it kind of does. Like without the glasses, though, like or yeah. goggles, whatever it is, space glasses. Yeah, I almost think it was her, and they're like, "No, let's make it a note not." And then it looked a little tall there. for her, I think. True. God, this oh. fucking music! This music's fantastic. It's so good. We get this little sunset. Looks like the double sun. 
on mm-hmm. Tatooine. I love that we're just like watching these paintings. Yeah, yeah, we're giving commentating to these uh or commentary <laughs> for for these illustrations. This is just great. God, art. doesn't that look so cool? Like the Razor Crest and that little mm-hmm. like tremor monster coming up to it. It kind of looks like the little dropships from Halo in a way. Dun, dun, Look at that. Dun, dun, He's gosh. got this cape. He looks very much like um, Clint Eastwood's character in the Dollars trilogy. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and just pause that and we can yeah, talk. Yeah, go ahead and pause it. Okay. Um, oh gosh, I feel so good. I feel so much better that, now that I've watched that. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I think something that I'd always been hoping for, um, for a long time, just cause like my dad and my dad and I used to like watch Westerns together was just like some sort of Western style Star Wars. And like, I, I really wasn't sure what this show was going to be like, but I felt like the Mandalorian was like the perfect character to kind of capture this. And I'm glad they didn't kind of make 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 up like a new species for us to kind of go off of mm-hmm. like something that we can't really relate to because this one that we kind of already have like this established knowledge that mandalorians are badass um but we still get our own character our own person to build from somebody we don't really know a lot of backstory on mm-hmm. and for them to kind of go throughout this and like like what you were saying before like there's a bunch of lulls but those lulls don't kind of like lull you to sleep it's more of like breathing room. And I love how this, the show just kind of lets itself breathe. Um, yeah, it's great. It's, it's, it's just like letting, it's just like letting it expand some of those lulls. This was like, all right, here, we're trying to like fill this with like, we're just going to let this seep into your like mind. And it's just, <laughs> yeah. and you made a good point about, about this show being about a Mandalorian, like something that we've all heard about and like, just know it's cool, but we don't know that much about, I think I was like, really like, strategic and like smart on the creators of the show like, like Dave Filoni because um and John Favreau because like if it was say like about a Jedi we would have all these expectations of mm-hmm. what we think the character should be like what they should do like what their adversaries are and everything mm-hmm. and it would be like one of those things where it just doesn't make anybody happy because everybody's expecting something but with this it's kind of like starting over for Star Wars in a mm-hmm. way you know it's kind of like hey we're going to go back you're going to see things that you're familiar with, but it's a blank canvas for a character nobody knows about. And so, like, it's like finding that imagination again and wonder of, like, oh, like, all the opportunities of this person. You know, kind of like when everybody's introduced mm-hmm. to Luke Skywalker for the first time. It's it's yeah. kind of like that. I love it. Yeah. And it's, it's also one of those characters, too, where, um, like, where they introduce them to you. And we already know like what their like potential outcome would be. Uh, like for example, I think with like when when they introduced Ahsoka into the Clone Wars, they introduced this character who initially like we didn't like, and then we kind of grew to love. But there was also this kind of doom in the back of our heads, like, well, fuck, all the Jedi die at mm-hmm. the end of Episode Three, so we're like, we kind of know her fate. But then they kind of create this whole new like twist to it, where she she survives like that whole situation. And I like that they kind of, we have that character in Mando where we don't really know what his potential fate could be. Like it really could be anything like you're saying. It's a blank slate, uh, a blank canvas. And it's fun. Yeah. It's just, no, like you were saying, you had no expectations for the show. Um, I had a few, but at the same time, it was more so about character qualities rather than direction of the show. So mm-hmm. <laughs> let me share my 
my little baby Yoda theory. As oh to yeah, why. you you told me to remind you you had some like some points to say during that last segment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is why I think that uh, Ahsoka is relevant in season two and why we're going to see her. So throughout the Clone Wars TV show, like the little cartoon, we see uh, a lot of like pirate characters. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of led by this one uh, pirate character, right? Hondo uh, Onaka. So Hondo is like the leader of the the pirates. And we see a lot of this character. Like he initially was kind of like a throwaway guy. So they brought him into Clone Wars. And then the Rebels, which was the follow-up to Clone Wars. And they bring Hondo back in it. So they kind of have this theme of like, we keep, we keep bringing in these pirates, really building like character qualities around them where yes, they're kind of self-serving in a way, but also like they do have um, like a conscience and they build like a very strong relationship specifically with Ahsoka. And I think that the guys that are guarding baby Yoda are a part of these same pirate crews that we see in like Clone Wars and Rebels. And they've, they've been tasked with guarding baby Yoda by Ahsoka. While Ahsoka goes off and does, you know, whatever she's doing, my theory is that she's looking for this other character called Ezra. I think at some point she probably goes back to that little that little foothold in the galaxy and discovers that Baby Yoda's gone and that she's looking for Mando. And then that's what that encounter comes. Because I feel like at some point when, when Mando and Ahsoka meet each other, they're going to be enemies. And like she's going to think he is not, he does not have Baby Yoda's best interest in heart. Mm-hmm. And then she's kind of going to go after them. And then she's going to be an ally. Oh, yeah. I could definitely see them being uh, adversaries at first, especially with how, because I know like the history between the Mandalorians and the Jedi is like very like twisted and like, like they've gone to war like against each other is that correct yes yes yeah so i could definitely see i could see that playing out like that but i'm so excited for season two dude i am just i am just so excited (laughs) to see like new planets i also hope that we see some old planets like i don't really care to see anything from the original trilogy like unless we go to hoth just because i like hoth a lot for some reason or maybe even dagobah would be cool but i really oh man they go to dagobah to find like yoda and they find like his little hut and he's just like dead there um <laughs> that, that would be cool kind of but um i really 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 hope to see some clone wars era planets like kashik or kamino kamino's high on my list i really want to see kamino and coruscant just just for like fan service honestly I, I just want to see it i think it'd be like really cool and yeah i don't know but like obviously new planets are would be really fun too yeah I'm I'm open to anything. I, yeah. I I mean, but definitely I do want to see Camino. I want some explanation. Maybe not even like a setting there, but like a flashback to Camino. Mm-hmm. Maybe we see Doctor Pershing like, I doing do, something in the gosh, lab there. I, I want I want to talk to him. I want to like I want them to like I want Man Mando to like find him because I think that it's possible that like Mandalor that Mando could be. It might be kind of a thing where he plays offense instead of like playing defense and hiding from uh not grief cargo that's his friend um moff gideon moff gideon thank you mm-hmm. that he, like instead of like him playing defense he plays a little bit of offense and he goes after people that like they've hired to help track down baby yoda like including mm-hmm. this kaminoan cloner person the doctor and like maybe he hunts him down and he like gets information from him but like for him to figure out why is it they want baby yoda so that way he could like play a little bit of offense on on that like i that's something that i'm going to predict that we might see is him instead of like just like being on the run the whole time he goes okay what is it that they want from him and i'm going to just like kind of like cut that off somehow 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. And it would definitely like switch up the tone from mm-hmm. like running away and kind of hiding away in all these different towns and doing journeys along, along the way mm-hmm. to, yeah, grabbing life by the horns. <laughs> that'd be cool. <laughs> I guess a bold prediction I'm going to say, because season three has already been confirmed. I don't know if you saw that. No. Yeah. That's season, huge. season three has already been confirmed. So I think that season two is going to end on a massive cliffhanger. And I think it's going to be that like baby Yoda gets captured in season three is going to be like Mandal- Mandalorian Mando trying to the it, season three is going to be the, the rescue. Uh, uh, that's my prediction. Ooh. And I'm doing way bold of a prediction. I haven't even seen the first episode of season <laughs> one yet, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and cl- just throw a dart and say that. Okay. So my, my thought is that, um, so in our, in our previous like trailer reaction thing, I said, I asked you, who do you think the villain is? And then you said, obviously Moff Gideon. So I, I agree. Um, I think it's Moff Gideon, but I think he's more of like a background villain throughout the whole show. And I really do believe that like we see Boba Fett and I think Boba Fett takes baby Yoda like early on. Mm -hmm. And that this is the, like this season is what you're saying. Season three is going to be of like trying to go after him and try to find him, which is why we see um, Ahsoka kind of come into play maybe. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. um, (laughs) I'm just so excited, man. I'm just, (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh. Uh, Friday, can I get here soon enough? Um, (laughs) I know. I know. What are you going to do? Are you going to watch it like first thing in the morning? Are you going to wait all day? No, because I know Kat. Well, we might watch it in the morning because, hmm. Actually, no, because I have, ah, fuck, I don't know. I want to see what my girlfriend's schedule is because we, we watched the show together. Oh, okay. So um, she would be pretty furious if I watched it without her. So <laughs> I want to see what, if her morning's available, we'll definitely watch it like first thing in the morning with a cup of coffee. And then I will just be probably watching it on repeat like all day at work while I'm in the lab <laughs> at the microscope. Um, but if not, then yeah, I'll have to like wait to like the very end of my day at like 9 PM. So it'll be like a long day going like complete internet blackout. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I definitely, I think I have to watch it first thing in the morning. Um, and I definitely want to watch it with my girlfriend. Uh, but I work at, I start work at seven. So maybe she won't want to get up before that. But, <laughs> but so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Oh man. Well, um, I guess kind of like last thing I wanted to like mention uh, since we're already at the hour mark. So I'll kind of like spend just five minutes on this little piece. So instead of just asking what the message of this episode was, what did you like kind of get away from? Like what was the message or theme of season one? And what are you like, what are you predicting that like the tone or like the message to be for season two? Uh, I was thinking that it's more of like, don't let your, your character character can't be judged on who others believe you to be uh like you can be an individual and you can kind of set your own path and i think that really came out with the whole like exactly what i was saying where we thought i thought mandalorians were like heartless killers and going after bounties for whatever reason but in the end like he found like a bit of a conscience in baby yoda and he saw the innocence that mm-hmm. he had lost and he's kind of protecting oh, that's that that's a good point right yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, from this season, I kind of got that 
from this season, I kind of got that it was about just like forming relationships and, you know, being able to like trust other people and, you know, like making those bonds. And that's what we kind of see Mandalorian do throughout the whole season. You know, we see that he starts out as a loner, like a, like a loner gunslinger kind of person. He forms this bond with Baby Yoda. He forms a bond with Grief Karga. He forms a bond with Cara Dune. Um, and he also kind of forms a bond with this, I don't know her name, but just this woman in episode four in the village, like the villager, like there's like some like a little bit like a romance between them two. I wonder if she comes back in season two, that'd be kind of cool. But, um, so I kind of just, and obviously IG 11 and his like relationship with like droids as a species is weird to call them species, but, um, <laughs> Well, they're sentient, so I feel like they kind of do have their own okay, yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, so I kind of see that this season was just more about, you know, the message of, like, you know, being able to establish trust in relationships with people. I also totally forgot about um, Quill. He made a relationship with him. So, um, yeah, I th- kind of saw that it was about that. And then season two, uh, I think it's going to be about, um, like, possibly, like, liberation and uh time of like breaking free of like like breaking free from being on the run from the empire and um moff gideon and possibly we'll find that like he'll find like other packs or like uh, tribes that are mandalorian descendants and they are somehow enslaved and he's going to feel some sort of obligation or duty to liberate them and also he's trying to liberate baby yoda from uh, the empire as well and so that to me plays into why i think he will be playing more offense instead of defense in season two so that's just kind of like my my prediction okay cool i like it awesome well um any any final thoughts or anything um D- did i let you say a prediction for a message of season two i think i shared my prediction okay of just kind of how it, things might go um now just check out the <laughs> the <laughs> Mandalorian reaction episodes on the Patreon uh, afterwards. We're going to turn around the, on those pretty quick too. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. And we will have weekly posts on there. Like what were your reactions? So that way you can comment below on those. And uh, if you can try to comment those on Friday or like maybe like Saturday mornings and we will mention your thoughts and reactions and kind of like respond to those in those episodes. It'd be really fun. But uh Thank you, everybody, for listening to this drink along. Um, we love doing these. This one is like a little bit more serious than our scream. It was, yeah. Yeah, there is scream along. We're like cracking jokes and like having a, like a fun time. It's also like two hours of us just drinking. But uh, yeah, yeah, this was, this was a lot of fun. I like that each one's a little bit different. Like, depends what the tone is. But um, I feel like it's because we're both huge Star Wars fans and that we kind of we know so much. We've read books. And like we know a lot of like background on these characters and mm-hmm. locations and things that I don't know. It's our bread and butter. <laughs> so we want to take it serious. <laughs> this is our craft. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Well, um, thank you everybody for listening to this and watching this. And please, you know, drink responsibly. Be safe. If you're feeling a little drunk, stay home or get an Uber or Lyft. Call a friend. Um, this has been Film on the Rocks. I've been Brucker. I've been joined by my buddy Nate's, and um, we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye guys. I have spoken. Oh, that's what I'm ending it on. Oh. (laughs) All right.